We're going to jump into our message today. I really believe it's going to help you. God really kind of gave me a God word the last several weeks, and I think that it's going to be you know, powerful and important for you to write down a couple of key points. Come on, we've got some people back here, our singers and our musicians. Come on, give it up for them in your house. Come on, leading us into the presence of the Lord. It is been good already, and we believe it's going to keep getting gooder. I don't know if that's a word, but it is today. I, I woke up a couple weeks ago with this thought kind of thinking about today uh, again with this current situation that we are in uh, we're hearing it all across the world we're hearing things that we've never heard before words I've never heard before neither have you such as social distancing whoever heard of stuff like that uh, with the, the words like this is going to be the new norm nobody a couple weeks ago heard of uh, coronavirus or COVID-19 we, we didn't hear this stuff we, we, we haven't heard about national and worldwide economic collapse. All these things are, are, are new information coming to us time after time, day after day. It seems to uh, be unfolding. I mean, a couple months ago, whoever heard that we would all be working at home, but, but it's almost like that is the new norm that we are all part of right now. While the economy and our nation, many in, in certain sectors are working, and, and it's interesting as you can imagine, and you've seen certain sectors are, are booming like Amazon and even our grocery stores and they're looking for employment, and there are others that it's just devastating. There's, they're, they're out of work, those in the restaurant industry, those in the service industry. They're out of work looking for answers and looking for help, and we, we believe that help is on the way, not just nationally in our nation. Maybe you're listening from another part of the world, but nationally our nation going to come to the aid, but we believe spiritual help's going to happen. Come on, everybody. Amen? Yeah. We believe that around here, so, so come on. Listen, let, let, let your faith rise up let your hopes rise up God is on the move come on he's on the move want to read scripture a couple scriptures a lot of scriptures really it's familiar to many people in Matthew chapter 14 and the headline of the scripture actually says this in my Bible it says Jesus walks on the sea as a little kid, I've been in church all my life. I'm 60 now, and I've been in church all my life. And I remember the Baptist church when I was a little kid. Uh, the teacher had a flannel board. Now, now, I'm dating my age. Flannel boards are things of the past. We've got iPads, and kids are doing all that now in electronics. But back when I was a kid, uh, the, the teacher would get up with a flannel board. And I remember seeing a flannel board with, with water down there, and the teacher put a little boat. And, and then Jesus, you know, there was storms, kind of some waves, and, 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 Jesus, and the, the teacher put Jesus on the flannel, you know, sticking to the flannel board, and Jesus was on, uh, on the waves, coming to the disciples in the boat. And that, that's exactly the story right here. This really happened. So I want to read it to you. Follow along, Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Here it is. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up to a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there all alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, here it is, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. You can imagine. They said, it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, 
tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You a little faith, he said. Why, why did you doubt? And when he climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were with him in the boat worshiped him and said, truly, you are the son of God. What a phenomenal story. If you would have been there, would you would have cried? Would you would have asked Jesus, hey, if that's really you, let me come out? Or would you have been hanging on the side of the boat? I think I would have probably been hanging on the side of the boat and might have been losing my lunch since I don't like the ocean too much and I get seasick. So these brothers, listen, four of these guys were professional fishermen. So they had been out in that lake many, many times and they encountered all kind of waves, all kind of water, all kind of conditions. But this time, it was nasty. The winds were buffeting against them, and, and they really thought they were going to die. It wasn't looking too good. And, and then Jesus, the story says, comes walking out uh, on the middle of the sea. And here's a question I've just got for you and for me as I'm looking at this this past several weeks is that, man, if Jesus can walk on the water, what, what else can he do? Come on, if he can walk on the water, can he do anything? I mean, my Lord, if, if, if you saw him walking on water, wouldn't your faith kind of rise up a little bit? I, I think it would. But, but one thing maybe we overlook in the whole story, and I want to kind of just grind down here for a couple seconds, is this, that Jesus made, the scripture says, he made the disciples get into the boat. He made them. One translation says he insisted they get into the boat. That's what text says. He made them get into the boat. And then we know what he was going to do. He sent the crowd away, and then he went up onto the mountaintop, the Scripture says, to pray. And it actually says he prayed into the night. So listen to me. He made them get into the boat, and he knew the storm was coming. He knew the storm was coming. He didn't keep them from the storm. He didn't say, hey, uh, don't go out there. It's going to be brutal weather. I, I know maybe, maybe a natural storm's coming or maybe a demonic storm's coming or, or I, maybe something that you haven't seen is coming. I know something coming that you don't know is coming, so y'all stay, hang out here with me. He did not do it. And I think we've got a wrong idea of who God or who Jesus is sometimes. I think sometimes we think the God of heaven is going to keep you and keep me from anything wrong or anything tragic or anything uh, that, that's uncomfortable in our life, even what we are experiencing right now. You do realize God did not keep us from this. He could have. He didn't cause it. Listen, don't. Hey, hey, text back to me. Come on, talk back to me on the on IG or on, on YouTube, whatever you're hanging out with us right now on Facebook. We want to hear from you. But 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 God did not cause this. He will use it. But He didn't stop it completely. We know we know sins in the world. We know sicknesses in the world. We know He's not causing this. We know that He's He's not behind it. But He didn't stop it from happening. So evidently. He's got power in our life so we can get through it. Come on, everybody. We're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. Man. So he sends the crowd away, and he goes up to the mountain to pray. And I think it's really interesting. He goes up to the mountain to pray, and, and somewhere between 3 and 6 in the morning, as he's up there praying, he starts walking. He starts walking on that sea, walking on that lake, coming to them. Listen, Jesus 
saw the disciples in the boat and he saw them in their struggle. He sees you right now. He knows what's going on in your life. If you've lost your job, if, if you're facing and you're, maybe you're fearful and you don't know what's going on and you've got some symptoms in your life right now, maybe some stuff's going on and, and you thought you, know, you, you were going you to graduate and now you don't know if you're going to graduate, you're in school and all kinds of things about the future. Maybe your future is upheavaled right now, just, just up in the air. Listen, he sees you right now in your struggle and the Bible says when they were on that sea, he came to them. Right now, listen, the very present God, I believe, is going to come to you and he's going to help you in the middle of your storm. Can somebody out there say amen? Come on, type amen in some of their chat room right now. Wow. I, I, one translation says this about this whole ordeal. Let me break it down to you. It says this. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble. Come on, anybody been in trouble out there? They were in trouble far away from land. Couldn't get back. Come on, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like so many times, you know, uh, we, we try to grab something, and we're, we're past the grabbing point. We, we can't grab it far away from land, and, and it says a strong wind rose up, and that's what happens in our lives. Things just like come out of the blue, and where'd that come from, you ask? I, I didn't see it coming. Nobody, listen, <laughs> nobody prepared for what's going on. Nobody. Economy going up. All kind of medical field. We got, more, we got more knowledge in the medical field than we ever have in our life. But nobody saw this coming. Nobody. It just rose up just like a storm. And that's what storms do. <laughs> rose up. And it, the Bible says there in one translation, they were fighting heavy waves. And maybe that's what's going on in your life right now. They're not physical waves coming to you, but mental waves coming into your life. Just like you go to the sea, we, we live in San Diego, we go to the beach, and, and these waves, just wave after wave comes, and the, the tendency to beat you down if you're out there, you can, you can get tired out there being refreshed in the ocean, just getting beaten down. And that's exactly what was going on with the disciples. Now, now one thing I think is real important to understand, listen, is that the presence of a storm doesn't mean the absence of a Savior. Come on, somebody type that in the chat. The presence of a storm doesn't mean the absence of a Savior. Again, I think we've got a wrong idea that, that if you're a Christian or you follow God or, or you're, you're doing everything right, nothing bad's going to happen. No, no, no. We live in a fallen world. We live in a sin-laced world. I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about the world is under <laughs> the curse. It's under the, the ramifications and the effects of sin. So just because there's a storm doesn't mean he's not there. He's not there. So, so listen, as, as we work through this message, come on, get ready to get your phone out. If, you, if you're watching on, on, on your computer or wherever you're at, write down some things. I think they're going to help you. Three key points we're going to get to in just a couple of seconds. I believe it's going to help you. Uh, now, now, for me, when I was young, I, I was all about the miracles and the signs and the wonders, and I still am. I want to see more miracles, signs, and wonders. I, I, I'm not necessarily interested in somebody walking on the water. That's cool. Uh, healings and deliverances, and I'm all about that. I'm praying that all the time. But, but when it comes to Jesus, listen, I, I, I'm more interested not in him walking on the water. I'm more interested in what he said while he was walking on the water. I think we, we, we get enamored with, with, with seeing or, or watching what he did. He healed, he healed the blind guy. Come on, he raised the dead. Cool. But what did he do? Maybe what, what was the setup 
before that actually happened. I think it's key. Jesus says three things. Write them down. Put them in the chat today. Come on, the first thing he says when he's walking on the water and there his disciples are in the boat, first thing he says to them is this, take courage. Come on, somebody, take courage. Come on, everybody say that, will you? Come on, take courage. Take courage. Man, I love it. Notice what he says there. He says, take it, take it. Come on, if I, if I had my phone out here in front of you and, and here it was, take it, take it. And you just said, you didn't, no, you got to take it. He said, take courage. Take courage. Listen, the first person you got to grab in a storm is yourself. You got to take courage. You're not going to help anybody else if you don't help yourself. <laughs> so so let, let me encourage you. What do you mean take courage, Gary? I mean, you got to grab your mind. Come on, you got to get a hold of your mind. You can't let your mind go crazy. You got to take courage in the middle of a storm. He's walking on the water. Come on, what else can he do? But what is the what are the words he's telling his disciples right now? Uh, come on, everybody's probably flown uh, a time or two at least in our nation right now. Uh, uh, when you're on the plane, you're getting ready to go before the, all, all the, the, the pre-announcements that are going on. Uh, either now, it used to be they'd tell you verbally, but now I think it's over on the overhead speakers. A flight attendant or somebody will come on and say, should the plane lose pressure, Oxygen mask will drop from the overhead area. Place the mask on your own mouth and nose before assisting somebody else. In other words, if you don't have oxygen yourself and you're passing out in the plane, you can't help anybody else. They don't want you helping your kid, although that's extremely important. They don't want you helping your neighbor, although that's extremely neighborly. They want you helping yourself. You are no good to nobody on that plane if you can't breathe. Can I get an amen out there? So here's what's going on right now with these disciples. They're in the middle of this boat. Come on, it's rocking and rolling. The waves are beating up. They don't know what they're going to do. They're a long way from the, stand, uh, from, from the shore. And, and, and it's just, we could say it this way, all hell is breaking loose. And listen, an oar ain't going to help you. Come on, a rope ain't going to help you. Everything they had couldn't help them. And right now, I believe in our nation, what we are finding if you got a bunch of money, it ain't going to help you against the virus. <laughs> if you've got your hope somewhere else, it ain't going to help you. We don't know where this is leading. We don't know where it's going. And I 100% believe in God as a healer, and he's going to heal you, and he's going to take care of you. Can I get an amen out there? But I'm just saying right now, who would have predicted this? So what we got to do in the middle of a storm is we take courage. We take courage. We don't stop. We don't quit. We grab our mind. We grab our wills. We grab our emotions. We grab our intellect. And we say, I am going to believe God. We, we said last week on one of our social media posts, uh, Jesus said this in Mark eleven twenty two. He says, just have faith in God. Have faith in God. Believe God right now in the middle of your pain. Believe God right now in the middle of uncertainty. Believe God right now in the middle of your storm. When you're rocking back and forth, you don't know if you got a job. You don't know what's going to look like when you go back. You don't know what the, what, what the economy's going to do. And, and you're rocking, but you don't know what, what's going on. Is corona going to come and try to jump on me? Well, all this stuff that tries to rise through our head you got to take courage you got to grab that thought and you got to make it obey Christ you got to have faith in God come on somebody shout amen there in your living room
Man, nothing's going to help you. A bucket's not going to help you out there in that boat. An oar's not going to help you out there in that boat. The storm is just beating the tar out of these guys. So, so what I found is that when, when it comes to storms is that you have to have something inside you that's greater than something outside you. You've got to have something inside you that's greater than whatever's going on outside you. And Jesus epitomized this. Of course, he's God in the body, but, but he, he, comes out there, he, he comes out there walking on the water, and he's not freaking out. He's not screaming. Uh, they, they're screaming, it's a ghost. You know, he said, no, man, ain't no ghost. He's, right? He says, take courage. Take courage. Take, take, take courage. I've got something inside me that's going to help you. You've got to take courage. Listen, the thing that's inside you, if you're born again Christian, is courage. Come on, it comes from God. It's found in Jesus Christ. It grows in your life when you study God's word. You have to take it, though. Now is the time to start developing yourself spiritually. Now is the time to dig, and now is the time to read and to study and pray like never before. Use this time to build your courage. Come on, somebody say amen in the living room. Man, I, I, I love this about courage is that, you know, courage is contagious. Come on, courage is contagious. But you know what's contagious, too? Discouragement. Discouragement. I think probably discouragement is more contagious than courage. Because, you know, negativity spreads faster than positivity. Right? And so when it comes to, to our, not, our life right now and the nation right now and what's going on, I want to encourage you to be a person of courage. Take it. Found in God, found in his word, found in relationship with strong believers. So text somebody, encourage somebody. Don't send people those, oh me, oh God, what's going to happen? Text, send them, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Come on, God's going to get us through it. He hasn't left us. Come on, the word is still settled in heaven. Come on, great is your faithfulness, oh God. Yeah. I, like, I love the word courage. Courage means just to be brave, just to be brave. It means to be strong. And one translation actually means to be a good cheer. So check it out. If you're a person of courage, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect your personality. It's going to affect every single area of your life. Be a person of courage. Take, take courage. Again, Jesus is walking on the water, these guys. Uh, they, they should have said, hey, <laughs> you're on the water. Everything's okay. Can I tell you something? Courage, we could say it this way, will just give you spiritual buoyancy. It'll just hold you up. I really believe that, that courage is something that will hold up your life in the middle of uncertain times. Come on. It makes you walk on stuff that should sink you. Come on, storms sink people. You can't walk on the water, but a person of courage can walk on stuff in the middle of uncertainty and difficulty and stress and pain and don't know what's going on in the world. Come on, let's be people of courage. Amen, amen. Second thing Jesus says to these guys, I love it. He says, right? he says take courage, and he says, it is I. Come on, it is I. Come on, chat that right now. It is I. What's that mean? Pastor Gary, what you talking about? The, when he says it is I, actually, this takes us back to the Old Testament and takes us back, if you will, or takes us into the New Testament where Jesus reveals himself continually as I am. I am, capitals all, I am. The literal meaning, he says that, take courage, it is I. He says, I am. I am. What, what you mean, I am? The first time we see this in the scriptures in the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible. 
And the scripture says that there's a guy named Abraham who can't have any kids, man. And God says, you're going to have kids, as many as the stars you can't count as, like the, sea, the sand of the seashore. And he can't figure that whole thing out. But God shows up in his life one time, and God, the scripture says this, God revealed himself as the Lord God Almighty. Meaning, that phrase is, I am. I am. I am showed up. El Shaddai, that's a Hebrew word, means that God is all sufficient. He is everything you need whenever you need it all the time. You can't run out of, he, can't, he hasn't got a little bit, come on, he hasn't got a limited supply. You're not going to go to the shelves of heaven, so to speak. And he says, I can't help you. Come on, we all out like we've been seeing in the food stores here. Come on, all out of toilet paper. Jesus, help us up in here. That's not going on right now. It's not happening. His name reveals who he is. Is. So these I am's all throughout the scripture are going to reveal to you and me who he is and what he will do. His name is his character. <laughs> Come on. And so the great, uh, the, the great one walking on the water, Jesus walking on the water, says, take courage, guys. Take courage. I am. Now, not only I am here, but I am capable of being everything you need right now. I'm going to take care of this situation. you got to believe me. Let your faith rest and trust in I Am. Come on, shout that out right now in your house. Let me give you some of these. They're amazing. He says in the Old Testament, several, write them down. I am your provider. Come on, I am your provider. You're in the middle of a situation right now where, where now the, your, your job is shut down. Maybe you're in the restaurant you know, business or maybe you're in, a, in an area where all of a sudden your employment just got hacked off or you're a business owner. You don't know what you're going to do. Come on. He says, I am your provider. He says, I am your healer. I am your healer. Not just against the corona thing, but come on, for the rest of your life, you have to believe, you need to believe, you must believe. Get God in your boat like what he said with the disciples. You need to believe he is your healer. He's going to keep you strong and get you to the finish line. Come on, everybody. He says, I am your captain. The word captain means I'm your banner. When the nation of Israel would go to fight, they had guys that would, you've seen the old, old movies, and, and the banners and their, their ensigns would go out before them. He says, I'm your captain. I'm your banner. I'm going to go to battle for you. I'm going to go to battle with you. I'm going to fight for you. That is your and my God. He says, I'm your peace. Come on. Come on, type that right now. I'm your peace. Let us hear you today. Say that. I am your peace. Listen, he's telling us that you, you can enjoy friendship. You can enjoy relationship with God. That's the peace he's talking about. God's not angry with you. He's not, he's not bitter with you. He's not trying to hurt you. You can have a peace relationship with the God of the universe through the person, Jesus Christ, who was and is. Come on, somebody, and is to come. He says, I'm your shepherd. I'm your shepherd. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to direct you. Come on. The Lord is your shepherd. Come on. I shall not want. Psalm 23. It's a psalm that we can talk about and read, not just at funerals, but come on. Every day. He's going to be your shepherd right now. He's going to get you through it. He knows how to get you from where you're at to where he wants you to go. He is God Almighty. He says, I'm your right standing with God. I, I, with, before a holy God, I'm, I'm your right standing. You, your, your, sin, your sin can't bring you before God. But Jesus said, I'm your sin substitute. I, I'm the one that will go before you, and, and I'm the one that will take your place, and I'll, I'll give my life, and I'll spill my blood, and I'll go to the cross, and I'll pay the sacrifice for sin so you could have a standing with God Almighty. You have that right now in Jesus Christ. He says, I am present with you. I love this. I love this great I am. 
I am present. Again, the, the, the presence of a storm doesn't mean the absence of a Savior. I am there with you right now. I'm going to be with you. He says in the New Testament, I'm the bread of life, Jesus says. I'm the bread of life. I'm going to fill you. I'm going to satisfy you. I'm going to give you everything concerning what you need for your life with the word of the Father. I am everything that you need. He says, I'm the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to direct you. My word will be a lamp unto your feet. My word will be a light to your path. I am the light of the world. I'm the resurrection. I'm the I am the life. I am the resurrection. Death isn't the end for believers, but only the beginning because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Come on, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Come on, this is what Jesus says. I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, I'm the way to the Father. Come on, I'm the truth you're looking for. Come on, and I have everlasting life. It is found in Jesus Christ. If you don't know him, we're gonna pray in just a couple of minutes and we want you, we pray that you'll invite Jesus right there in the middle of your boat and the storm that you don't know what's going on. Invite Jesus into your life, and he's going to come into your life. I like this last thought before we go to the third point. It says that Jesus is the true vine, the true vine. Being attached to him is what he says. If you attach your life to him, it enables his life to flow in you and through you. If you attach your life, he says, I'm the vine and you're the branch. I am the vine. I am the vine. He's God and God's life wants to flow through you. His peace, his love. Come on, his hope, his comfort, his joy. Everything he is then flowing through Jesus to you. It's available to you. So he says, take courage. It is I. And the last thing he says is, don't be afraid. Just don't be afraid. And I think, you know, again, I think a lot of us right now, a lot of media and a lot of things, I'm, even on the Christian side, we're, we're, we're focused on that. And I'm cool. It's like, it's like don't, don't fear. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. But, but why? I, I want to know the backstory of that. I, it's not just don't be afraid. I really think it's, it's important because fear comes when you don't know I am. You don't know who he is. And, and fear comes when I don't take courage. I don't take courage, and fear just points to a void in me, a deficiency in me, in my believing, and a place that I can correct. Listen, right now, if I say to you, don't be afraid, you go, I got a lot to be afraid of. I'm, I'm a husband, I'm, I'm, my, me and my wife, we don't have income now. We don't have a job now, and we don't know how it's going to look, and, and, and uh, what, what about the situation with, with this corona stuff going on? And We don't know what to do. Listen, it's not just don't be afraid, it's take courage. Because I am is with you. Is with you. The fear you've been feeling points to the God you've been missing. The fear you've been feeling points to the God you've been missing. So I want to encourage you. Use this crazy time. Use this storm. Not just to grab an oar. Not just to grab a bucket. Something naturally. Use this storm to put your eyes on somebody who's walking above the storm, putting your eyes on Jesus, the only person who's going to be able to help you. 
It says in 1 John 4, 18, John, the apostle who was the closest of the disciples, it seems, to Jesus, after Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension, he writes some letters, and he writes a letter to a couple churches, and he writes this in 1 John 4, 18. He says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. I, I, I pray you look at that scripture all week long. 1 John 4, 18. No fear in love. Perfect love or mature love will cast out, cast out all fear. Because fear involves torment. Some of you have been tormented in your mind, in your emotions, in your thinking. Don't know what to do. And you've been tormented. Can't sleep. A a anxiety and anxiousness constantly. And it says, he who fears hasn't really made, been made perfect, perfect in love. So listen to me real quick. The opposite of fear, or we could say it this way, the opposite of faith isn't, isn't fear. The opposite of faith would be an absence of love. And so when we're fearing, it's not I need more faith. When I'm fearing, I need to understand how much God really loves me. How much does he love me? He loves me so much that he walks on a sea to meet me in a storm. His love will cast out all fear. Man, Jesus sees a storm, and yet he sends his disciples out in the middle of it. I think that's what he's done for the entire world. He's brought the world, including you and me, to a place of just utter humility and brokenness I need you I can't help myself I can't change the situation I can't alter my own financial loss as the world in any kind of investment has lost so much money I can't change that but in the middle of it all he allows us to go through this to show who he really is. And right now, listen, I believe Jesus is walking on the water to you. He wants to meet you right now. Listen, he didn't ask the disciples to come to where he was. He came to where they were. And Jesus right now is moving towards you to meet you at your point of need. And when Jesus got into the boat, we, the whole story with Peter walking on the water, that's a whole other message. We, maybe we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but when Jesus got into the boat, the scripture says, the storm stopped. Can I tell you, when you get the Prince of Peace in your boat, in your life, all the storms of life, no matter where they've come from, no matter how long they've been in you, they are going to stop. Listen to me. This can happen for you today. At the end of the story, when Jesus got into the boat and the storm stopped, and I'm sure those disciples were looking around, never seen anything like this before, the Bible says they worshiped Jesus and they said, you really are the Son of God. My prayer for you today is that you would take courage, that you would realize more and more who he is, the great I am, and you would not be afraid because he 
is here. Can you say amen out there today? Come on, bow your head right there in your living room or wherever you're at. Close your eyes. Father, we pray right now in Jesus.